Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Music plays an important role in our lives. It can help us relax, concentrate, or get pumped for a workout. And if this song makes you happy, well, it's because it's affecting your brain chemistry. So why do we find music so enjoyable? Researchers from McGill University in Montreal found that dopamine releases during moments of enjoyment while listening to music. It's what gives us the chills, the same chemical reaction as when you fall in love. Basically, listening to music is amazing and your brain loves it. Music also distracts your brain from registering the body's fatigue. It increases endurance while improving the heart and muscles, giving music both a psychological and physiological impact on the body. Think about that next time you're at the gym and forget your headphones. And did you know that playing a musical instrument can make you smarter? And more of an annoying neighbor. Sorry, Charlie! Believe it or not, children with at least three years of musical training performed better during testing for nonverbal reasoning, fine motor skills, auditory discrimination, and vocabulary than those who did not. We generally don't realize how a simple song can affect our brains and bodies. Nevertheless, music has a measurably significant effect on human beings, influencing the way we dance, exercise, and think. So, how has music affected your life? Welcome to Inspired with Christopher. Join us on our journey together through all of life's triumphs and tribulations. Prepare for an open, honest, and inspiring look at all the questions you may have about your journey through life. Now I present to you, your host for this journey, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are here. That's right. Don't sit down. Don't fight. Welcome to the latest edition of Inspired with Christopher. And we have a special episode tonight because you know what? We normally talk about things like spirituality, but one of my wonderful friends, one of my best friends here, Mr. Mike Durban, Brother Durban, he has given me a wonderful, wonderful idea and inspiration, so to speak, on something 
that brings us great joy and that is music so like the main topic for tonight will be music and with that said ladies and gentlemen let me introduce you to the man the myth the legend he is the host of the mike durban show on the creative control network and he is the one he is the main one that got me the gig that i got whenever when it comes to this show being on the reality check podcasting network and that is mr mike durban brother how are you doing tonight i'm doing uh great thank you for having me on it's great to see you again yes thank you thank you and now i must say uh if it sounds like i'm wearing a retainer in my mouth yes uh you may notice that um i'm speaking a little oddly um i had very serious uh surgery on last weekend yeah i had um to make a long story short um my dentist did an x-ray on me you know a standard Mm x-ray and uh she found a shadow in my upper jaw yeah and she was alarmed by it so she sent me to a um an oral surgeon to do a 3d x-ray of my entire head and Yeah, and they found a cyst in my upper jaw, right behind my um, two front teeth. Yeah, that hurts even thinking about it. I didn't even feel it. I I never would have known because I don't feel it. I didn't feel it, Um, but it sure enough, I saw it on the um, on the scan, and it was there. So uh, Saturday, I had the surgery. They cut they cut from the roof of my mouth. They peeled it back. They cut behind the teeth. And then they peeled. Yep, it's really weird, man. They pulled Damn, the uh, the roof of my mouth, and then they <clears throat> dug in from there up into my jaw, removed the cyst, which was about the size of a marble. I was told. Good God. And then sewed me back up, and sent me on my way. So that was Saturday, and here we are Tuesday, and I'm I'm just uh, my mouth is all swollen. It's it's not it's not a good uh, experience for a podcaster. You know, well, well, brother, thank you so much for joining me. I mean, you are a trooper, and yeah. uh, and like the listeners, they they appreciate that as well. Yeah, and it's. I'm not in any pain. That's the weird thing. There's no pain. It's just very annoying because. Uh, did you ever have braces when you were a kid? Uh, no. Okay, no. so after you have braces for whatever you know, a few years, then you have to wear what's called a retainer, and it goes in the top of your mouth. It's molded to the to your mouth. And um, it's it's got wires in it, and it basically just keeps the teeth in place so that the work that the braces did, uh, so the teeth don't move again. So it feels like I'm wearing one of those again. It's very, very annoying. So Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. And um, which I didn't know that they could go up into like the roof of your mouth like that and cut it open and, yeah. and go in. Wow. Holy yeah. crap. Yep, they knocked me out. Um, they put the IV in me, and then they say I wasn't knocked out completely. I was um, in a, what's called a twilight, where you're kind of awake, but you really can't respond. You don't feel anything, but you you know something's going on. You know, okay. this is okay. very weird. So it's kind of like a semi coma, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. you're. Uh... Okay. Okay. Yep. And, and which, like, which, like, for me personally, like, the two worst pains that I hate out of everything, which I would rather somebody shoot me, uh, than me have pain in my mouth or, or in my ears. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. Um, yeah. Growing, 
um, growing up, um, which I grew up, uh, ah, crap, growing up, I I, 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 I had very bad ear infections. So basically what happened was my doctors, they put tubes in both both my ears growing up and like, um, and like the tube in like my right ear that fell out, but like the tube in like my left ear, it didn't fall out. So basically scar tissue started to grow, scar tissue started to grow over it and it caused my left eardrum to rupture. So that caused me to become partially deaf in my left ear. So like for the listeners out there, if I sound, if I sound like if I sound like I'm screaming sometimes, that's why it's because I can't hear 100 percent out of my left ear. So uh, there you go. But but no, like mouth wise, like the worst thing that I've ever had done to me is I've had three, 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 three out of my four uh, wisdom teeth removed and then I was so high and so messed up on the drugs that like they gave me that, that I bit part of my uh part part of my lip off. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so they took uh, they took out three of them, but not four? Well, like the fourth one, it wasn't grown in yet. So okay. basically like so yeah. Uh and by the and by the time like the fourth grew in, we um we we didn't have uh like the health insurance for it so yeah. basically it stuck there because like the crazy thing with this country is that we have what what comes like to healthcare normally the dental is separate from the vision the vision is separate from the general so i mean uh which which i have regular medicaid which it covers like doctors visits and, and all that but it doesn't cover vision or dental. So basically I'm stuck with it. Yeah. But, um, now, um, now, now let's switch on to some less painful news here, yeah. which I'm definitely paying for you, brother Darban. And I hope that things go well for you and like your mouth feels better. Um, really quick before like we switch on, um, now did the doctor say that like the cyst like was life threatening or, uh, well, they, uh, they they did send it off to be um, for a biopsy, so it's possible it's cancerous, but okay, we'll find out. Yeah, he says normally it's not, but well, you never know. Well, well, true. Well, at least it got removed, and that's the important thing. And yeah. and before we and before like we move to like the main subject, which is music tonight. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that we love to talk about wrestling. We do, okay? Now, we're just going to cover two two quick subjects, which I, I want Brother Darban's view on. Um, and, like, first, the second city saint, CM Puck, he's yep. back, kind of. Um, what is your meaning? He is working for the WWE show called Backstage, but he's under contract with fox do do you think this will lead to a full-blown comeback for him i think it may i hope it does um i mean it's baby steps it's this is him dipping his toe in the water you know okay okay so yeah i i would i prefer like this if he would have just came right back in 
you know, maybe he would have got soured on it right away. But I like how it's going. I want it to be like a slow thing. Slow burn. Very nice. Um, and I'm glad I am very happy that he did not go to, to AEW. Do you think that they wouldn't use him properly? Or uh, what do you think? I just I don't know. I just don't want to see him there. If he's going to come back, I want him to come back at WWE. You want him to come back to the home. Home. Yep. Yep. And like for me, how how awesome would it be? Main event of WrestleMania, the universal title, the, 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 the the fiend, uh, he's got like like a mystery opponent. And then all of a sudden you hear the cult of personality playing. That would probably be one of the biggest pops in the history of wrestling right there. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. Uh, that's my, fantasy booking right there okay and wade keller we get it brother that's your department (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) but but i figured that i would give it like a little bit uh, uh, of a shot maybe i can give some commentary to like some roman reigns promos that'd be wonderful yeah um yeah now um and like the second subject is which we just recently spoke about um a um uh, in my opinion the best wrestling out there right now it's not AEW it's not the WWE it's not Impact and Meltzer no it's not New Japan and it is NWA hands down from like the quality storytelling to like the great, great matches to, to the great interviews um so far for the past 7 weeks it's been fantastic but unfortunately there was a little bit of a hiccup as there was a comment said by the great Jim Cornette, which he was basically saying that a big redneck, uh, he's so big, bad, so big, bad and tough that if he were to ride a motorcycle through Ethiopia, like with a bucket of fried chicken, that no one would mess with him. Okay. Some people blank coon. Um, they get super sensitive when it comes to subjects like this, which I personally don't think that it was meant to be as negative as it's coming across. And it was basically like the slip of a tongue and it wasn't meant for being racist, but, but we all have our own views on, on things. Now, Mike, what do you think about that? I don't think he meant it in a racist way, of course. Um, but it, this is 2019. You have people out there that like to dissect everything that's said or written or, or whatever, you know? So the fact that this wasn't on a live show, it's, it surprises me that a number of people had to have seen this episode before it was released. And I'm surprised that, Nobody picked up on it. Okay. Okay. So you think, uh, so you think that like they dropped the ball, like with the management, like with Billy Corgan, with Dave, like with all those people. Okay. I mean, it's somebody's ears should have perked up and said, Hey, uh, somebody's going to have a problem with that. In fact, a lot of people, a lot of people are going to have a problem with that line. So they should have cut that out. Should cut it out right away, man. But me personally, I don't. He's not going to say something racist. I'm, you know, or something that he means to be racist. 
on a show. Yeah. You know, he's not that, he's not stupid. Jim Cornette has that, he's not dumb, you know? No. No, he's an extremely smart businessman, a very, he's, which like, in my opinion, the second greatest manager of all time, right behind the brain, Bobby Heenan. Uh, He's a very good talker, a great, a great businessman. And, and for the people that want to talk crap and say that Jim Cornette, he's racist. If you were to listen to his show, you would recognize that. He's one of the most liberal people that you will ever come across in oh, your yeah. life. Yeah. So. And that's that's one of the reasons that I I usually turn his show off. I yeah. try listening to his shows. Like if he's talking about wrestling, um, I'll listen to it. But it's when he goes into the Trump rant and you know, all this extreme liberal shit. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about politics on a, on a wrestling show. I don't care anybody's politics. I don't want to hear about it. Make a separate podcast and talk about politics, Cornette. I don't want to hear yeah. about Trump when I, when you you advertise that you're going to be talking about um, the AEW full gear review. You know, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And um and you just really quick so far, uh, what do you think of AEW? I haven't seen much. They're coming here next next Wednesday. Are you excited? Are you I, going? I no. I sur- listen. Oh no, two weeks, two more weeks. Um, next okay. this this Friday, uh, SmackDown comes to Chicago. Then awesome. NXT, the pay per view War Games is here Saturday. Then Survivor Series is on Sunday, and Monday is Raw. And then two days later is AEW Dynamite. So there's five Holy wrestling crap. shows five wrestling shows inside a week in Chicago. And I'm not going to any of them, brother Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for me personally, like the one that I would love to go to is war games. I think that's going to be one hell of a show. Um, yeah. Survivor, yeah. Survivor series. I'm sorry, but I'm not too excited about, uh, SmackDown. The main reason why that I would go is simply to see the fiend. Uh, but other than that, I'm not going to waste my money on it. Uh, but, um, but just one more thing. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I get it that I keep pushing things back, but I, but, but I just want to congratulate you on like your switch over to the creative control network and which I definitely hope and pray that things go well with you guys and that you are able to spread your creative wings, so to speak, man. And, um, which I, which I know you mean no ill will towards anybody. Nope. You just want to have the freedom to express yourself as we all do. And I yeah. can, and I can respect that. And, um, and like the same goes for when it comes to anybody else that wants to come on like the network that, that I'm on, which is the reality check podcast network, regardless of where you come from, you guys are more than welcome to come on the network and you can express yourself freely and we will promote the hell out of you. Okay. And, and like for everybody out there, please check out the Mike Durban show on the creative control network and which is ran by the extremely talented Mr. Joe Feeney. And he has a ton of great programming on there, which, which Joe, he has a show on daily, correct? 
Uh, he calls it creative control daily, but it's been about two or three shows a week. Okay. Yeah. He's, okay. he's, he's trying to put them out every day, but you know, Joe works on, um, almost all of Conrad's podcasts. He edits and produces those. So, um, mm-hmm. and then of course the work he does with keeping it 100, which I know for a fact is a ton of work. Keeping it 100, you know, for those that listen to it, it's usually about a two hour show, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Let me tell you that at least, let's say five to seven hours or more are recorded per week for that show. Yeah. You're kidding me. Over two to three days, they are recording a lot of material for that show. And Joe has to go through and edit it all. It takes forever. I know because when we, when we talk, when me and Joe and Hughesley have our group chat, you know, Joe tells us, we know what part he's working on at this moment. Joe's working on that show all day for the, for three or four days of the week. No, I'm stopped, man. It's a ton of work. Yeah. I don't even think Conan and Glenn understand how much work that Joe puts into this damn thing. It's a lot of work. So as a result, his creative control with Joe Feeney doesn't uh, get put out every day, but he does, um, he does, he does what he can. Okay. And, uh, and so we can get some more, uh, some more uh, uh, of like the shows out there for, uh, for the network. What else does the creative control network have to offer out there? for uh, like, the they, Yeah. They got Joe's show. They got it's Husey. Hello which is another favorite of mine. Uh, the freaking Hambone show, another amazing show. Uh, the, the, uh, Jamie Irwin, what's your favorite podcast, which I'm doing tomorrow morning. Uh, he's on there. Um, there's a new show about DJing by Aaron Pavis. Um, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe there's some guy you may have heard of. His name is road warrior animal. The, uh, he's, one half of the greatest tag team of all time yeah so he's on creative control shane helms the hurricane is on creative control i mean there's many shows on there so wait you're telling me that one half of the greatest tag team of all time he has his own show and and in many many people's views the greatest cruiserweight champion of all all time he's on your network yeah shane helms yeah that is awesome yeah see so, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you, you get a chance, please check out the Creative Control Network, which is available on all podcasting platforms. Now, we're going to go to our main event tonight, and music, that's the main thing. Like, the one thing that caught my attention was which re, which I was at work earlier and which I was watching a video on Motley Crue, um, which I'm a huge fan of, which Mike was a fan of right up until about a few hours ago and um and uh they are making a comeback seemingly right after their farewell tour, their farewell tour back in was it 2014 or 2015 it was 2014 i think through 2015 it was at least yeah. um it was almost two years long okay okay yeah and and, and like the band members signed a contract stating that they would never ever tour with each other ever ever again and seemingly you 
see these big bands like Kiss, the Rolling Stones, Aerosmith, uh, you have Ozzy, you have <laughs> Sir Helton John making these statements stating, oh, this is the last time and this is it. Now, before like we go into like the rest of those bands, what's your take on Motley Crue? Uh, basically, uh, ban- uh, what's a nice word to put this? Uh, crapping on the... F- fans that paid their hard-earned money thinking that it was the last time just to do it all over again it's it's a shame i am furious when i i first heard the rumor a few days ago no maybe a week ago i heard a rumor about it and i was like no they're done that's not gonna happen and um sure enough i think it was yesterday morning that video came out and it, it said that they um, they have blown up the that contract that they signed. They ripped it up and they blew it up in the office. And uh, now they're going to tour with Poison and Def Leppard. A, a stadium tour. Def Leppard still around? Yeah. Holy crap. And Poison. Now, Motley Crue and Poison toured together in... What year was that? Maybe 2000... 11 it might have been yeah um nikki six everybody motley crew talks so much shit about poison they say they don't want to be associated with those hair bands um they toured with them anyway and uh now here they are eight or nine years later gonna tour again with poison and now Def leopard now the biggest concern that I was reading about, like with fans, uh, like wavering back and forth on going to these concerts, is Vince Neil whether oh, he can God. be consistent. And now, what's your view on that whole situation with Vince Neil? Vince Neil has been a horrible live singer, pretty much. I mean, always he's never been a good live singer, <laughs> but he was a great frontman. Okay. Yeah. Up until a certain point. The, if you look at these last, you know, they they reunited in 2005. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I'm a huge fan, Chris. I, I flew in 2005. I flew to Fort Lauderdale and I saw the opening night of the tour. Really? That's how, yeah. That's how much of a fan I was. I flew for, to, to see the opening night of the tour, 2005, February. And and I've seen I've seen about twenty six Motley Crue concerts over the years. Twenty six, I think, was my final number. Holy crap! You're a yeah. true super fan then. I was. Oh well, well was. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So I, I've seen I've seen a lot of tours with them, and Vince Neil is not. He's terrible. But over the past fifteen or so years, every year he gets more fat and more fat. And now, if you look at him now. I mean, since the crew, since they retired in 2016, all he does is play like county fairs and, you know, shows like that. Okay. And he, he looks like he plays county fairs. Like he, he has gained even more weight. The man I've met him multiple times. I've, I've met him many times. He's about my height. He's about five, seven, maybe five, eight. Okay. But he's about 250 pounds. Holy crap. He's, he is obese right now. He, I saw a picture of him from a few weeks ago. He is obese, okay? And he's fine. He's starting to lose his hair, which God bless him. I mean, he had pretty much a full head of hair these past 
55 years. I mean, his hair was never a problem, but he's starting to lose that now. And he is just, he's got this gray, like goatee. He just looks old and haggard and he's massive. And I'm like, you can't go out on stage looking like that. (laughs) He looks like shit. He looks terrible. I mean, Nikki six and Tommy Lee, they look fantastic. Oh yeah. Okay. They look great, man. They can go out and, and tour. Fine. Mick Mars, the, the guitar player, he's about 60. He might be 65 right now. He was always a lot older than the rest of them, okay? Yeah. That poor man, I don't know if you saw the movie. Do you see The Dirt? Yeah. That was okay, a really good movie. He, he's got a condition where his his bones are like turning in the, inside themselves. Like he's, he's, a, he's almost crippled. Yeah. You know, um, his hands still work fine. That's why he's able to play guitar, but he can't, he's like a hunchback. He, he's just withered away. I can't, he, he looks like a skeleton. I can't, I can't imagine that this guy's going to go out on tour and play a two hour show every night. I know that's unless like they give him like a stool or something to sit on. I can imagine. Um, and do you, you think it's for the money or do you think it, yeah, it's, so it's, it's got, it's gotta be for the money. How the hell are they broke though? I don't understand it. Nikki six is not broke. Nikki six is one of the um, smartest and financially secure rock stars in the world. I mean, that guy's made all the right investments. He's a multi multi-millionaire. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he can't be hurting for money. I know it seems like Vince Neal's always in, in money troubles. You know, he's made a lot of bad investments over the years. Um, I'm not sure Tommy Lee what his situation is with money, but dude, those guys made millions on their final the so-called final tour for two years. You know, they were selling out arenas that entire tour pretty much, you know, oh, yeah. with high very high ticket prices. So I don't know, man. I don't know why they, you know, they hate each other. That's the other thing is that they hate each other. It's not like they're going out, you know, oh, getting the band back together and, you know, they get to go out on the road together and hang out with their old friends and play. They can't stand each other, these guys. Well, from what I heard, Nikki Six uh, wrote, uh, which I don't know if it was in his book or, or like he did in article but he stated he couldn't stand vince at all he thought he was a a disgusting pig but but he basically said that he just dealt with them because vince helped him make money and i'm like wow that's that's ridiculous now um now for fan uh like for people out there that I would love to get that like would love to know more about Motley Crue. Please check out like the Netflix movie. It's called The Dirt, which is pretty much like a biography of the band. Um within like a two hour period. I mean, like you can only put in so much, but uh that and that that <laughs> and a great book uh that you could pick up. It's called The Heroin Diaries. It's by Nikki Six, and that is one of the best rock books that you will ever read in your life. I promise you. Yeah. So uh, now, um, speaking of like the dirt, 
what was your view of the dirt? What did they get right? What did they get wrong? Oh, I thought it was what horrible. What do you think? I thought it was terrible. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, what? there was so many, they changed so much, like with the timelines and stuff like that. And every yeah. movie does that. Like the queen movie. Did you see the queen movie? Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. The same yeah. thing with that. My, my complaint is with, is that they, all these movies need to have like, they need to get like five super fans of the band that know everything about them. And they need to hire them as technical advisors to be on the movie set. And you know, it, like if you had me on the set with, for the dirt, I, w- I would have made a hundred different corrections. Like, no, that's not right. You know, this didn't okay. happen at this point, you know, like timelines are messed up. Um, so a lot of things were omitted and, you know, a lot was made up. So I, I thought it was a terrible movie. Made up. They- I mean, which I don't want to sound stupid, but what do they make up? Uh, I mean, which I'm not like a huge fan. That's why I'm just asking. Um, I can't remember now. I just remember when I saw it, I was like, this is such bullshit. You know? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you know that I, that I'm a super fan of Sir Helton John. So like when I saw Rocket Man, it was a phenomenal movie. It was a, a, a it was a musical, a b- biography and a public service announcement all wrapped up into one, but they played fast and loose with the timelines because like the one thing that drove me bonkers was certain songs that they played during certain parts didn't happen during those times. Okay. Yeah. You had, um, you had Elton play, play, uh, like the song crocodile rock, um, at crap. I'm bad. Like with names, but like that famous club in was it Los Angeles. Um, crap. I, the Troubadour. That's it. Yes. Uh, I've been there. And this is the thing, guys. The first time that he played at the Troubadour, he did not have Crocodile Rock written yet. Yeah. So whenever like they had that that scene, like that really pissed me off because I'm just like, yes, like the scene is phenomenal. It's very, very well done, but it, it, but it doesn't fit into what actually happened. So, so yeah. And, um, then like, like they basically stated that right after his mass, like his mat, like his Madison Square Garden concert years ago, he walked straight into rehab with, with like his suit on and everything. That's that is also not true. So yeah. I mean, just small, small little. I mean, you know how you nitpick like with things like with Motley Crue, like with me. It's it's uh it, it's a rocket man. And so, like, um, now, if you could choose certain artists to make, like, a biography movie on um, with, like, the quality of Rocket Man, with the quality of Bohemian Rhapsody, who would you make it of? Ask that again. Okay, 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 sorry. Um, If you could choose certain musicians to make a big-budget movie about, who would they be? maybe um led zeppelin that would be interesting that would be definitely interesting because you know they were really quiet like you didn't hear too much about their private lives 
you know, there's always an, a mystery to Led Zeppelin. That's true. That's true. Uh, um, like the same, well, I mean, like the same can somewhat be said for, uh, uh, for, uh, you got bands like Pink Floyd. I mean, yeah, we we know what they told us, and we know what they've written and things like that. But like, we don't know like the true, true essence of of, of like how they came up with their stuff. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I, I, and which I would love to see like a Pink Floyd movie, um, a Prince movie would be fantastic. Yeah. Yes, and and like. The, the, and like the thing like that really baffles me like a prince is that he was he claimed he was drug free okay straight edge so to speak um but they found drugs in him whenever he died so like something that i was wondering is when did he start why did he start um how did he view his faith mixing with like his sexuality and things like that um because you you see like his music content he basically sung about sex constantly so then then you hear stories prince going from door to door to door and he's talking to people about jesus so it's just kind of like okay how how, how, how does this mix in with like his life and everything so i mean that would be a fascinating story to me now uh ladies and gentlemen before we move on to like the next part of the show like like part number two so to speak you know how we do this we have the inspired song of the week and since we got our very special guest mr mike durban brother what song do you want to play this week on on inspired god i can't even think of anything (laughs) (laughs) uh you can play one of my songs okay Okay. Can, can um, we do that? That sounds good to me, brother. Uh, you, right. you you just send me like a clip, and like we will definitely get the show on. Uh, we will get the song on there. Uh, do you have a song title ready, or do you just want to surprise the listeners? Yeah, uh, this is a song called "Never Fear," and I played bass on this song, and it is from one of my favorite bands. They're a local Chicago band uh, from when I first started playing in the Chicago music scene. This is 20 years ago, right? Uh, just last year, they, they uh, recorded a new EP and they asked me to play bass on it. So it was a huge honor for me. And the music is out. The EP came out last month and this is called Never Fear. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, like we definitely hope you rock out. We, we definitely hope you enjoy it and we will see you on the other side.
ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And we hope and pray that you enjoyed that music that 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 like you rocked your head off. But but hopefully, like you didn't rock it off so much that you couldn't focus on what like we're going to talk about now. So welcome back. Now um, we're talking about uh, we're talking about Motley Crue. We're talking about movie biographies. Now, when it comes to like the farewell tour thing, what bands did it right? And what bands were complete douchebags about it when it came to promising, 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 and just completely spitting in the fans' faces? You know, Motley Crue did do it right up until yesterday. You know, they were the one band that I thought, all right, they're really going to stick to it. Like, these four guys hate each other. They'll never get back on a stage. Maybe if they would have got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they would have played that. That would have been it. Um, but I never, I never thought that they would tour again, man. I, I really thought they would be the one band to stick to the agreement, you know. And they made such a big deal out of it. It was a two-year tour. They made a. Um, there's a Blu-ray of the final concert. Do you know I was going to fly out to that concert? Really? Yeah. So what? Ha- I was living in California. When the tour began, I was living in L.A. Um, I saw the show at the at the Hollywood Bowl. It was in, I think, July of 2014. It was at the Hollywood Bowl, the historic venue. The Beatles played there. Everybody's played there. And I was like, all right, this is the last time I'm going to see them. This is it. One of my favorite bands of all time. It was a beautiful show, beautiful night. And then um, a few months later, I moved back here, back to Chicago. They played the uh, Allstate Arena uh, when they came here. That was that would be the last time they were playing Chicago. I didn't even go to that show. I was like, nope. I saw them in in the Hollywood Bowl. That was that was perfect for me. I don't want to see them again. And here they are now announcing another tour. Oh, it's it's oh really it's re- it really pisses me off. You know. Yeah. Now, now, now do- Kiss Kiss did their re- final tour back in like 2000. I think it was 2000, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, it was the 99 2000. Yeah. So that was, I mean, technically that was the final tour for those original band members, you know, <laughs> that was 20 years ago. And now they say they're on their final tour. Now, but this oh, is yeah, like they- a, this is like a three or four year final tour that they're doing. I mean, it looks like there's no end in sight for this KISS tour. I mean, they're constantly adding shows. Now, there will come a time when KISS cannot tour anymore. I mean, they are... Gene Simmons just turned 70, okay? Paul Stanley has got to be 68, 69. KISS is a band, you know, they're wearing 50 pounds of gear. They're running around on stage... You can't do that as an old man. If you're an old blues guitarist, you can play till you're 80 or 90. Yeah. You look at BB King. Yeah. You know, I mean, those guys, but BB King played till he was in his late eighties. I think, uh, muddy waters, people like that. They can play till they're old. I I can't see a kiss tour when, when, when Gene Simmons is 75, I just don't see it happening. (laughs) So I believe that I believe this is their last tour. I mean, Gene Simmons is 70 years old. The the geriatric version of I want to rock and roll all night. Oh my yeah. god, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. 
So hopefully yeah. when the, when this tour wraps up, that'll be it for them. Um, you know, the who had a, a farewell tour in like 1982, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, the stones, I don't think they've ever said that it's a final tour. So you can't say that they were one of those bands. Well, didn't they claim it back in like the, like it, uh, which I think it was like 1979 or something. It was a final, a, fi- a final tour or no. no. Or like, was it just a hearsay? No, I don't think so. Cause okay. I don't think they toured in 79. I know they toured in 78 on the some girls album, but uh, the next big tour after that was the 81 tattoo you tour, which was massive. That's the one they were playing to like, college football stadiums, which are a hundred thousand seats plus on that tour. And they were selling them all out. So yeah, there was no end in sight at that point. Then they did, they toured in 81 and 82. And then the stones took a long break and they came back in 89 for the steel wheels tour. Now that was like a reunion tour. So that was not a final tour. Uh, they turned in 89 and 90 uh, then they came out in 94, another tour, and then I think 98. And then, you know, every it seems like every three or four years, the Stones come out with a tour. Well, and well, like the thing is, is that um, like the Stones, their music is it's priceless, man. It is yeah. some of the best rock music you will ever hear in your life. And like the thing is, is um, this kind of reminds me that I was talking to my son, the uh, like the. A uh, 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 other day, uh, when it comes like to music, and you can tell that you're getting older wh- whenever you think this generation of music sucks. And he was trying to play me some like modern rock music, and I'm sorry, but it. Uh, do you remember the episode of South Park where like they're playing music and like the kids hear it and and like like all all, all they're hearing is like shit noises. And then, and then whenever like the kids play like the music for the adults, all they're hearing is shit noises. Well, like to me, that's what I hear like with, with like the 2019, uh, hip hop and rock and all that. There's very few genuine good artists out there now. Very, very few. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and uh, you have bands like, um, you have bands like the stones, you have bands like Motley Crue. Kiss, uh, Pink Floyd, Zeppelin, they, they are timeless. Their music will literally stand the test of time and be here, dare I say, a thousand years from now because it's that good. And uh, I'm sorry, but like the Whippet, Nene, and like the uh, <laughs> and like the Cowboy, um, uh, like, like, the, uh, like the Town Road songs and crap like that, no one's even going to be thinking about that years from now so uh please to all the parents out there that listen to this show please educate your children when it comes to good rock music when it comes to good hip-hop because by god this is uh, remember like the cavemen how like they would draw on like that they would draw on like walls like to pass those memories down to like their uh kids and like so forth well guess what music is one of those ways that like we pass forth our legacy so please guys pass down some good stuff yeah but uh but uh no man like uh um 
when it comes to like the stones, how many times have you seen them? Only once. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not that interested. I'm not that interested in seeing um, stones at this point. I saw them in 05 and um, that was enough for me. I mean, I wish I could have seen them in uh, 71 or 72, 78, you know, 81. So, so back is so like back during like their prime pretty much. Yeah. I'm not interested in watching you know, the problem with these, with the stones and bands like that um, when they tour, when they're older, it's, you got the four guys, but then you have a backing band of like 13 people. Behind behind him, you know, like I don't I don't want to see that, you know. Really, I did not know that they had backing bands like that. Yeah, Which I, I know mean, that they yeah, had there's backing there, tracks. No, there's no no no. There's no backing tracks. The Rolling Stones are not playing the backing tracks. Nope. Okay. So you you either had Motley Crue plays the backing tracks. Now that is for sure. They are. They okay. definitely play the tracks. They do, uh, but the Rolling Stones. You either have that, or you have a band behind you, and the Rolling Stones have that. They have Mick Jagger, they have Keith Richards, they have Ronnie Wood on lead guitar, and then they have the drummer Charlie Watts. Okay, those are the four. You know, classic. The not original, but I mean, those are the main guys, right? Then you have you have a bass player who's been with them for twenty years. Um, but then you have like a guy that is playing acoustic guitar. Then you have a guy that's just singing background vocals. Then you have a girl that's singing background vocals. There might be one other guy playing like percussion. Uh, there's one or two keyboard players in the tour. Okay. Then there's an entire horn section, which is three really? or four. Yeah. There's three or three or four guys playing horns. So, I'm not interested in seeing that. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, one of my favorite rock bands of of all time is Metallica. Um, would yeah. you still be? You would you still want to see them live? Yes. Now, Metallica, another favorite band of mine. I've only seen them once. Really? Yeah, I've only seen them one time in my life. Which tour? Uh, two thousand eight. So was this during no wait, uh, which I cannot think. Death Magnetic. Was the album, yes, yeah. that's it. Because there was Saint Anger, then there was Death Magnetic, right? Yeah. Okay, and um, which many people they consider Saint Anger as their biggest flop, which I don't think that. No. And like the. First time that I heard a Saint Anger song uh, right off that album was to the build up for SummerSlam of 2003, uh, which I don't know like about you, you but yeah, um, and like which 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 um, that's what got me like to buy like the album and uh, which it was really really good and uh, my favorite song on there is uh, some kind. Of a monster which is really really good yep which it's hard it's gritty it's like that growling there's a blue screen box like one of these uh-huh i'm here if you notice what you have but no like the gritty like the i mean like just like the down and dirty sound about it 
Okay. Uh, and uh, that I loved. And uh, um, but like my, but like my top three albums from them is is like first and foremost like the Black Album. That's my favorite of all time. Um, then I love the like the San Francisco Symphony uh, album, like the live album, which was really which was fantastic. That and I love Gar- Garage Inc. And I know some people like they're looking at me like, well, what about um, like their first couple albums? And, and I love them. Don't get me wrong, but I but like they got into that groove of, of going from like the black album to like the symphony to like the wait wait what was it the black album to garage inc and then to the symphony or was it symphony then garage inc i forget okay okay but like that period of time for me that was my favorite time for for like listening to the band and it's kind of like um as you guys know, my favorite rock band um, is Creed. Yes, I love them. Don't freaking judge me. And yes, I know they're cheesy, but I think like their music is really, really good. Um, and which a rock band that I would that I would want all you guys like to check out. That's a modern rock band with great music. They actually do the main theme song to the like like the uh, like like the start of raw and that is skillet they are one of the hottest best realest bands out there right now um how is creed cheesy honey creed they they were put in the same category as nickelback fucking nickelback motherfucking hey 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 motherfucking nickelback the shit all right well sweetie i'm just saying i mean who the fuck has a problem with nickelback they ain't got no fucking tape. All right, baby. I got you. It's Straight up, Nickelback is the fucking bomb. Well, like, do certain people put Creed and Nickelback well, in, like, a pop rock Nickelback category? Nickelback's the fucking... Even Larry likes fucking Nickelback. Okay. Well, He's sweetie... former junkie like me. Okay. Okay. They're the motherfucking shit. Uh, for listeners out there, and uh, Brother Durban, my wife loves Nickelback, okay? I just... You search for... We, me and him are fucking. So, cool. I, I got no problem with Nickelback. Let it be known. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mike has no problem with Nickelback either. Good, I'm glad. Okay, a lot of okay, hits, a okay. lot of hits from those guys. Top hits. He's got good taste. Lots of hits. Yes, yes. Um, great. Um, <laughs> oh, damn, great. oh my god, that was okay. <laughs> I feel okay. That just. Kind of happened there. Uh, we we have those moments, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, but but no, like Skillet, Creed, POD. I mean, those are the kind of bands that I like. Now, when it comes like to modern rock, who do you, you like? Uh, nobody. Um, nobody at all. No nah, man. Nope. Not even Greta Van Fleet. No. Okay. That that wore off real quick with me. Okay. I okay. love that first that first song that they had and then after that I was like, "No. Nah. Weezer? Nope. Weezer's not modern. <laughs> Weezer's from 90, 1994, man. Come on. Um Incubus. 
Nope. Okay. Never got into them. Okay. Okay. But no, guys. Uh, so, yes, we have talked about like some cheesiness tonight. We've been talking about bands. We've been talking about like touring and being old and stuff like that, guys. It's been a fun, fun, fun chat tonight. And like, uh, and like straight up, guys, like the main purpose of this show is to not only have fun, but like to make you realize that life is short. Don't take it so seriously. And regardless of what you're going through, no matter who you're having problems with, always remember that you can uh, you can overcome those issues and and uh, you can use things like music. You can use things like wrestling. You can use things like that to put those differences to the side to come together. Okay. Okay. And, and like, the thing is, is that guys, I just want to like to let you know out there that when it comes to like the network that Mike is on and it comes to like the network that, that I'm on, which I'm going to be blunt. Okay. There is some bad blood, like with certain people, like within both of our networks, but damn it guys, which I'm not going to name names because I'm going to be respectful guys. Please, me, me and Mike want this too. Please, try to put your differences aside. Please try to agree to disagree on your issues and recognize that we are better whenever we're together. We're stronger whenever we are together than nitpicking and bitching over small, tiny little things when in the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter. It doesn't. Because like the two gentlemen that I'm thinking of they're both extremely talented, and they were both really good friends at one point, but they've let certain issues get in the way. So, which I pray that this, me and Mike talking, with us being on two different sides, so to speak, this can show, hey, this can work. This can work, guys. But anyways, before we go tonight, Brother Durban, do you have anything to, uh, to have her? to speak of to get out there to let the masses know uh, what's going on in your world um just uh everybody check me out on the creative control network the mike durban show um brother martin i can't wait to have you on the show since i moved networks yes be, i'm excited that'll be awesome yeah i know you love to be on creative control yes i would and like and this well, actually, out- you, you never were, right? You never were on there. No, wait, wait, hold on. Joe, um, Joe was on your show, yes. Yeah, and right. and yeah. and and this goes out to everybody on the Creative Control Network. You have an open invitation to come on my show, yes. And you can promote whatever you want, I'm perfectly fine with that because I want us to work together. So, all right, brother Derman, now you continue. Um, <clears throat> that's it, man. And, um, when is this coming out? Uh, probably Thursday because we got to get like the music all put together and like the videos and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, there's a sale at pro wrestling starting Friday. I think it's 10 days long, 20% off or more. So you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Mike Durband. 
Uh, check me out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Michael Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Mike Durband. Now, now, will you be going on the little bit of the bubbly tour coming up? Like the uh, Rock and Rager at Sea. The what? The Rock and Rager at Sea, like the Chris Jericho cruise. No, Are you no, gonna- no, 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 no. Uh, Okay, okay. I went on the first one. Uh, I enjoyed it, but um, that was enough for me. I don't want to be trapped on a boat with those people again. <laughs> <laughs> I would well, go, no, it... for real. Like if, if some of my friends were going, I would go. Yeah. But I'm not going to go on it by myself again. It was just, you know, nah. Well, it, it just think about it this way. Let's say you – Let's say like the boat runs to like an iceberg. You can always use those belts as life rafts. Yeah, plenty of belts on that, on that tour or on that, on that boat. Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. But like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we go tonight, something I want to say is from the bottom of my heart, brother Darban. Thank you so much for what you've done for me. Thank you so much for you going the uh, uh, hell, not just the extra mile, but the heck extra 50 miles for you helping me when it comes to getting my show out there because like a lot of people that don't know the story um mike was the main one that got me on the russo brand and mike he's the one that got my show out there to where mr john wanglin heard my show and got me on the reality check podcast you know where so vince russo thank you miss Chantel air no, I did not forget about you. Thank you, sweetie. Mr. Mike Durban, thank you. And Mr. Johnny Wanglin, Mr. Johnny Podcasting, thank you. And let's pray for Mr. John Wanglin's family as he currently had a dog that just passed away and he has a cat that's on the way, hopefully not to the Rainbow Bridge yet, but hopefully on the road to recovery because cats and kidney stones don't mix. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me tonight on the on Inspired with Christopher. And last but not least, because we're not going to leave you empty. We're going to do something wonderful like we do every single week. And that is we're going to leave you with the voice of an angel in Jesus's in Jesus's favorite singer, Michael Bolton, baby. We're going to have the Michael Bolton song of the week to lead you guys out. Thank you so much. God bless you and have a safe, blessed, joyous and a happy week. Peace. You can't believe that your whole world shattered. You used to have it all under control. It's like you lost everything that mattered. And you're afraid to fall. Many times, and though I know your pain, without it there's no way. So they say, yeah, oh, you're lying in the rain, letting it fall across your face, just to feel alive. So let's hear it for the ones who know what it feels like to survive a broken heart. One
going on you have john wanglin one of the hosts of wrestling with reality check out our shows this week on wrestling with reality we have some great shows we have our mma show we look at is khabib namaga madoff versus george st pierre a reality why john jones is such a disgrace to the ufc we also have on wcw monday nitro watch along and we take a look back at triple h in his 25 year career in the wwe so check out wrestling with reality on all major podcast outlets Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.